I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello there, and welcome to the Untitled Film Podcast with Callum and Johnny. I'm Johnny. And I'm Callum. And this week, we have a special guest. The most special of guests. Now, you might know this person from his Instagram, and if you haven't subscribed already, better go and subscribe, click that bell, to Mr. Dog Brain Videos. But we do have a question to ask. What is your actual name? Sorry, how miles away. I'll, I'll, I was looking at the postman. I don't like it when the and comes through, so I was just on guard. What was the question? So we know that your channel is called Dog Brain Videos, but who are you? What's your name? My name is Dog Brain Videos. So what's your first name? Dog Brain. And your second name? Videos. I just tell I just tell you that my name is Dog Brain Videos. Like, all right, the, the Videos family. We, we come from a long line of, like, coal mine workers. The Videos family, they were... Like, it's a story for another time, but we, we have a great lineage, great, you know... So did you invent videos, then? Is they the videos named after your family? Well, what most people don't know is that videos aren't actually, like, the videos you know, like, pressing play and watching stuff. It's their surname, and we, we, we fought really hard in 83... To have our name trademarked and taken away from VHS, I we're getting very complicated. I don't think that's true. I mean, but that's what my mum told me, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, she, okay. She bless her up. And who else is in the dog brain family? Uh, well, I've got, I've got a family, but they ain't, they ain't part of this, you know. But my nephew, he loves it. He's always coming up with little funny ideas for the show. And so what's his name? Nephew Videos. Right, okay. I'm glad we've cleared that, yes, that all up. very much clears the air. Thank you very much. But you're if welcome. you want to see... Well, you're going to hear quite a lot of uh, Mr. Dogbrain video over the next hour. Is yes, it video he will videos? be our guest today he and will... he's going to get stuck in with the movie reviews and all the good stuff. Absolutely. But once you have finished this, I highly recommend that you go onto YouTube, type in, type in Dogbrain videos, 
and see his amazing channel, which is great fun. He did a great little video for us last a couple of weeks ago when uh, there was a glitch in the in the matrix and we lost all of our our systems, um, which we are forever thankful for him to do for doing. Uh, so yeah, go on there, press the like and subscribe. And you, he's got new videos most weeks now. I think is that right? Yeah, it's just funny little stuff, you know. Me and nephew get up to. We recently did a ghost hunt in Plockley, scary place, but that'll be out soon. Good. Fantastic. Make sure to go and watch those, like them, comment on them, do all the stuff that and share them to your friends and family. Not that any of our listeners have any of those. And, it, yeah, and actually that video may even be out by the time this comes out because this week, what are we going to be talking about? Well, this is our very, very first Christmas episode. We wish you a merry etc, etc, etc. Yeah, he's not allowed to sing. I'm, I'm not allowed turn to your sing. volume down. Yes, and we've already had enough technical errors uh, and I we got, don't know uh, what that will do. I've got sensitive ears. I, and it, I would appreciate it, you know. Because <laughs> dogs can only hear certain pitches, can't they? I know. So luckily, maybe you can just talk in a pitch that I can't hear. That would <laughs> be great. Yeah, would this do? But yeah. I can still smell you. You go a bit deeper. Is that what you can do? Is it high? Uh, no, no, it's high it volume. needs to go higher. Do you not know how dogs' ears work? Yeah, I was going to say that. I, I'm not. I'm not au fait with how dogs. Hang work. on. No, it's high ones that dogs can hear because that's what dog whistles are high. Don't you know how your own ears work? No, but then you're meant to go higher than the dog whistles. Right. So it goes invisible that, to you a dog. You have to go to a point where I, you can't hear. I'm so high you can't hear me. Well, I, I, I wish that every week, but unfortunately it's yet to it's happen. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I'm stuck in. I'm burrowed in like a tick or a flea. Do you want to... Re- re- um, should we replace Callum? Do you want to be on this pool time, this podcast? Uh, say no. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Let's see if you two are interested <laughs> enough. I might just get bored and walk out Haven't halfway through. I haven't got much else going on, you know, so, you know. If you hear me barking at the door, it means I need a wee. So keep that in mind. I might not be the best host. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, well, we'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Excellent. So, um, for our first Christmas episode, Callum, what are we going to be talking about? Well, we have two, I was going to say stinkers, but, you know, that's unfair to one of them, at least. <laughs> uh, so we have the new Netflix Lindsay Lohan, sort of Hallmark Channel-esque, but it's not Hallmark Channel. It's, uh, it's very it's, Hallmark it's, channel It's Netflix. It's called Falling for Christmas. And it's one of those stories you... Well, we'll summarise the plot in a minute. Yeah, we'll talk about but that. But if you know Hallmark Christmas movies, you know exactly what the plot is without us even having to say a single word. And the second film is the 1996... I am saying that without looking at IMDb, so I might I be it, off by a year. It's about right. Um, Jingle All the Way with Arnold as the... Um, Arnold who? Schwarzenegger. Who? The, the governor oh, of California, yeah, oh, the yeah, big yeah, one, the is. big, the big man, the big lad, yeah. What the Rock? No, no, he he's he's Arnold point two. Right, okay. This is the original Arnold. Arnold is the original Arnold. Okay. Now I'm glad we've cleared that up as well. We're doing a lot of clearing up on this episode. Yes, it's a lot to a lot to clear up. It, uh, this is a surprisingly complicated episode. So, and this is going to tie many things together. Why have we invited Mister Dog Brain? Mr. Video, sorry, onto or videos onto this episode. Well, many, many moons ago, many years ago, his first viral hit before the dog even existed, he came up with a video. Dogs always existed. Yes, dogs existed. He didn't no, exist he did. as a. He's always been a dog YouTuber. As I'm a... only seven. All right, so I, this might be a bit before my time. So, <laughs> an entity that may have evolved into dog brain videos. Right came up with his first viral hits on YouTube. It was a drinking game 
around the film Jingle All The Way. See, we have plugged all this together. And what did we ask on the socials this week? Well, we asked on the socials, which none of you time-wasting parasites (laughs) answered, is can you make a drinking game out of a movie? What, What are the rules? What's the movie? And I believe, Johnny, you have one. Well, I think first we should ask Mr. Brain about his... Yes, the original. Hit. Hit video. Drinking game. Oh, it's, it's Mr. Videos. Mr. Not Video. Mr. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone through this, but I'll let you off. It's Christmas. And it's a many... stressful time. Suicide rates are high. I can see you're stressed. And how many views did that video have? Uh, something in the region of, I don't know... Uh, let's have a look someone look it up how much views has that got now oh okay it's going to take a while that will release seven years ago you tell them about the game I'll find out the, the viewership yeah so yeah jingle all the way drinking game I was sitting at all right and I just had some gingerbread men I was gnawing on one Z and I was watching jingle all the way and I was like you can make a drinking game out of this because it's quite fun so uh, let me go through some of the t- rules so jingle all the way every time someone says turbo man you have a drink and I counted, there's about 120 times the Turbo Man's mentioned. Uh, so every time he, 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 he said, he summoned, you have one. What are that? Yeah. Every time Arnold Schwarzenegger says, Jamie, that's a good one. He's always saying Jamie in that. Jamie's the little one, the Anakin Skywalker. Jamie. Jamie. And uh, that's another one. Every time you see a Christmas hat, you have a drink. Uh, what's the other one? Every time someone would have died in real life, you have a drink. And that happens a lot. There's like a bomb that goes off and everyone's all right. There's a lot of trampling, especially the fight at the end, you know. Are we doing spoilers? Well, it's fine. It's the old one, so we can spoil as much as we like. That's all right then, isn't it? Yeah, so when they're like, fighting on top of the rooftop at the end, there's like, it's you would die. The little kid's up on there, there's blades, there's shit flying about. So every time someone would have died in real life, you have a drink. And uh, many of us. Excellent. And that video has 16,000 views on YouTube. Not That's bad. 16,000 more people than listen to us. Exactly. Should but have monetized There it. is also another person a year ago who made a video called Lost Videos called The Jingle All The Way Drinking Game that's three seconds shorter than yours, but his only has 50 views. So it sucks <laughs> to be him. What a cunt. <laughs> Loser. Tried to copy your idea and lost. Well... <laughs> anyway so i also came up with a drinking name a name drinking, drinking name. game a drinking game uh for the movie nightmare before christmas oh which interesting argument is it a christmas or a a i think it's a, okay i, I think, think it's, it's okay. more christmas personally personally me too um, but anyway um so the first one is anyone someone asked the question what's this uh, take a drink. So there is a song where What's This is asked many, many times. We'll be blind drunk before the end of that song. <laughs> and that song's quite early on in the, in the film as well. Um, every time there's like an insect that gets like trodden on or incest. eaten. or no, Every insect. time there's incest. <laughs> uh, but, but speaking of insects, every time the character Sally is sexually harassed because... Actually, looking back at that film, there's some quite problematic behaviour around the Sally character. Um, yeah, they were my three drinks. And I think by the end of that film, you'd be pretty blind drunk. I think those so, too. Three things. I came up with nothing, by the way. As ever. As, as ever. Doing nothing to the table. Minimal amount of work, <laughs> but maximum charm. Well, if you drunk, if you had a drink every time there were nothing, you'd be bladdered. So that's a good game, isn't it? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Kind absolutely. of like, I think that's just being an alcoholic, you know. Wow. Absolutely. 
Uh, Christmas, though, everyone's an alcoholic, surely. That's just the whole point of Christmas. That's it. Even, and even... isn't that really the true spirit? Yeah. yeah. Literally the true spirit of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> What's your a week? Try the veal. Actually, What's don't try veal. Spirits? Veal's evil. What's your favourite? <laughs> yeah. What, favourite spirit? Yeah. Ooh, probably rum. Yeah, I'm going to go for spiced rum. Not spice. What about you? Water. Because <laughs> you're a dog. And you can't have a dog. I can't, can't, can't drink. drink. I'll die. Could, is it, I know there's certain animals that just eat like rotting apples on purpose to get drunk off of the... the oh, fermenting. The, yeah, fermenting apples. Have you done that before? I don't know about that, but I am partial to a bit of slipper biting. And it makes me a bit like Eddie when I stand up. And would you like a bit of chocolate? Uh, that's the one I give to the family when I want a bit of quiet time. They, you know, they had their stomachs pumped last week, so I left out a box of celebrations. Ah. Uh. Not much celebrating has happened on that day in your house, then. <laughs> I did. I mean, I, I meant I could hook up the Wii to the big telly. Yeah, fair play. What a depressing life you live. And so I think that, that nicely ties up, ties up the socials. Just remember to like and... We haven't mentioned our socials at all yet. Well, we did, because that's the whole point of this thing. Go on our Instagram and uh, follow us. So actually you can answer these bloody questions that we put out every fucking week. And, well, we do get answers most weeks. But we yeah, from me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah usually, exactly. usually it is from, from <laughs> Mr. Dog Brain videos. And because I'm here, you ain't got none, have you? Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. But you are here to present your answer in person, which is even better. That is. Happy uh, to be here. Thanks for having me on. And don't forget to go on Dog Brain videos and like and subscribe to his YouTube. And we are Untitled Film Podcast One Word on Facebook and Instagram. And what is your Instagram handle? I don't remember. <laughs> no, dogbrain underscore videos. There you go. Good, good. So go my name that, isn't so. dogbrain underscore videos. That's just the handle. Right, okay. We're making this needlessly complicated, I think. <laughs> so what's your name again? Well, Mr. Dogbrain videos, <laughs> no underscore middle name. I feel like this is almost as like complicated as the name of our podcast. Yes, yes, we, we really did pick a great one with untitled. Can you remember what the name of our full name of our podcast is? Callum. That's one name. <laughs> that's one. I think that's one word out of about eight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Callum and Johnny do a talking. That's basically what I call it every yeah, week. Close enough. Or two Johnnies sometimes. I, I, to be honest, I've, I've given up fighting this. Robert Johnny's radio show. Right. Yeah. Yeah, why not? So I think that brings us nicely to the news. I think guests should go first. So as the guest, what are you thinking this... What's your piece of news, Mr. Dog Brain Video? Well, I've been watching it from the start and it's quite sad. The Walking Dead has come to an end. So that's... It's not really news, but I just wanted to say it was a water ride and it got pretty shitty. But we got the spin-offs coming and there's been a bit of news on that. So how many seasons did it did it go for? Eleven and a half. That's quite a lot. Bloody hell. I'm not surprised it got a bit shit. <laughs> uh, it was good at the start. You know, Rick was a good man. And uh, there was a dog character near the end called Dog, but then he got forgotten about. And that's what happens in The Walking Dead. They introduce a new character, right? And they're like all interesting. And then they just disappear and you don't know what happens. Was it Stephen Yen? He was in it, wasn't he? Yes, he, he was. got his head smashed in. Did he? Okay. Doesn't that's what happens to everyone? Don't they all get bitten and then turn into a zombie and get their head smashed in eventually? A few of them, a few of them. But, you know, it's just that one had his eyeball. That was a grotesque death. Okay. 
That's what the show's about. And that show's quite good at sort of kickstarting a bunch of careers. Like Andrew Lincoln is famous in England, but no one knew him in America other than the guy from Love Actually. Uh, so that gave him his big career. Stephen Yeun is now an Oscar nominee. And there's a bunch of people who got their big kind yeah, of American it push. It was quite interesting in that it was a show that... So I remember AMC was trying to become like the cha- the new HBO and it was... They first did um, Mad Men, excellent, then Breaking Bad, and then they did Walking Dead and a couple of other shows that got forgotten pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly, forgotten quickly. Um, like three stars in The Guardian. And um, they and they kind of did all this, and then they, they've not, they've kind of lost, because they've also, like, there are other, obviously, the spin-off of, um, of uh, Breaking Bad was Better Call Saul, and that's just finished as well. Um, so they've kind of run out of all these, like, Halo shows anymore. They've not kind of, obviously, with, with HBO, they seem to quite, they'll throw a, a ton of things at the wall and see what sticks, but, they've you know, they've managed to get Game of Thrones and... No House of Dragons from that, and they've had quite a few other successful shows in the last few years, but um, I don't think AMC really has got, other than the spin-offs of those. They seem to have a peak, and that has crested now. Yeah, because they have literally like three really good Halo shows all going at once, and then not Halo the movie, not the Halo the TV series. I, I know what you again, mean. Because that's awful. Yeah, but you might, but others might not. But anyway, so yeah, you know, interesting piece of news, a big piece of history that it's ended, but maybe probably five seasons too late. <laughs> oh yeah, and they've got the spin-offs coming. They've got one called Walking Dead Dead City, where the man that bashed in the man that bashed in Glenn's head is now having it off with Glenn's wife, and they go to New York and they bash your heads together. Do you remember? I'm fairly sure, like Aaron Paul used to host a show after The Walking Dead called like the Talking Dead. I think it was yeah, talk- Talking Dead, and he used to talk about Walking Dead for half an hour after the, every episode. <laughs> it's not Aaron Paul, but he looks a bit like it. I think it's the guy that used to host the Nerdist podcast. He got uh, done for sexual harassment. Yeah, he did. Uh, but, but then, then he, he came was back. undone for it, though, wasn't he? They kind of like I don't. I, didn't, I know who you mean. I didn't now. keep it up. They uh, paid her off. They paid her off. What's I think. his name? Ah, uh, uh, I know. Chris you mean. Hardwick. Yeah. That's the one. Yes, yeah. I remember. But there was, there was a few, because they did like they did one after Breaking Bad, and they all had like big people in. And the, I remember this being a big thing, and they were like, oh, we've got a good show. I know, how do we... We've spent like $2 million an episode. I know, we can get an extra half an hour of TV out of putting some people in a room and talking about and it And they afterwards. would have guests like Kevin Smith and all the kind of famous well, Hollywood nerds. And then that span off into that Kevin Sif, um, Smith The uh, comic book men. Yeah, which was like three or four of the odious, creepiest (laughs) It was really horrible. It really was. Like Kevin Smith would turn up and be like really nice and then all his friends are like really nasty people. Um, But yeah, (laughs) we've gone on a slight tangent there. That was a slight tangent, but it was fun nonetheless. Yes, absolutely. Let the walking dead die with itself. (laughs) But let's hope the spin-offs are good. Let's hope the spin-offs are good. Let's hope. Um, Callum, what is your piece of news for the week? Uh, Something quite silly, quite funny, a bit cringy as well. Um, Antonio Banderas was recently asked, who would you like to play Zorro in a Zorro movie now that you're long in the tooth, grey-haired, over the hill? Because uh, at one point, uh, Jonas uh, Cuaron, the uh, son of Alfonso Cuaron, uh, was going to make one with Gail Garcia Bernal, and that, that didn't happen. And so uh, he was recently asked in an interview, who do you want to play Zorro? Who do you think he chose? Do you think he chose some great Mexican up-and-comer, Spanish, Hispanic actor, you know, what Zorro is? Because he's because he's Spanish, or do you think he chose Tom Holland from the Spider-Man movies? Well, by the the pointedness of your question, it sounds like he chose he Tom chose Holland. Tom Holland. Holland. I mean, Fucking hell! I know. 
I mean, good lord. I mean, he's quite good at his stunts, I suppose. He's good at his stunts, but can you imagine a whiny little prat <laughs> being was... Spanish and going, see, sí, I am Zorro. I mean, well, you good can't, lord. He couldn't do the act. Surely he'd have to just play it like not with an accent because that and they'd would, have to like, find not some okay. weird route where this not Spanish actor. British sounding. British sounding. Talking or maybe American Yeah, maybe, maybe he does an American accent talking about the, you know, the people of Spain should be free. Ugh, from you, though. Ugh, gross. I mean, he was in the Uncharted, I mean, not that I've seen it, but the Uncharted movie playing the lead character. It's like, why have you picked someone who's four foot high and looks like a 19 year old? Like a thumb. Yeah. I started watching that the other day and I turned it off halfway through. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Just, it were bad. I haven't even bothered, but it just didn't look like he just missed car. I think just because he's famous and just because he can do his own stunts oh, doesn't mean he should be in everything. That's it, and it's because uh, Antonio Banderas plays the baddie in Uncharted. I think I think he was just having being a bit silly. Yeah, if maybe. I'm being honest, I, I, I'm hoping he was being a bit silly. Do you know what it makes it? He kind of reminds me of like a, in the way that he does his own stunts, and he's quite short. A kind of modern day Tom Cruise, and it would like having Tom Cruise play yes Zorro. 30 years ago and it would have just been so wrong I'm sure some studio has put that forward yeah and it would what have been wrong what about Tom Cruise's sorrow well that would be sorrow <laughs> <laughs> boo boo earns right but yeah no interesting and uh, of course you have sickening. a piece of news today? I do have a piece of news um, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse is apparently going to have six different art styles in it um, I said this piece of news because I know that everyone around this table is a big fan of uh, whatever the first one was called. The, the names are too similar. I'm just going to put this out there. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse. Spider across the Spider-Verse. It's too similar. They need to differentiate the names more. I was wondering me. if that was a reference to the Beatles song, Across the Universe. Yeah, maybe. And I, I imagine or, they'll play that song at some point. Or the Justice movie about Justice touring America. <laughs> Probably not. I think it's that one. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, uh, but it, it apparently it's got six different art styles. It, it's been it's been delayed. It was meant to come out this year, I think, about now, but it's going to come out next year now. Um, and really exciting. It looks the trailers look absolutely stunning. Um, and I've just got this feeling they're going to try and go even a step further than the amazing animation in the first one. I think so too. I think they're going to go real life and bring over some real ones, yeah, lots of Holland and that. They do love a bit of metaversity. It would make se- It kind of would make sense to have, even if it was just a cartoon version of Tom Holland, but Tom Holland voicing one of them. Yeah. It I co- also thought that the, 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 I was mildly disappointed in one aspect for the Doctor Strange movie. It's when he's flying through all the multiverses and it looks really interesting. There's a paint mm. one, there's uh, one where he's Yeah, why is there not a Spider-Verse one? And then the one he lands in is one where it's like, oh, in this universe, the traffic lights green means the cars uh stop stop instead of go it's like you could have chose anything what's green this oh yeah sorry <laughs> dogs are colorblind uh so these are different colors what's a color <laughs> it might be a bit complicated to explain this so um go on please try and explain to me a color is your favorite film casablanca what's a casablanca <laughs> so in your world, everything is sort of a beigey, black and white mush. What's black? What's oh, beige? Jesus Christ. Do you know? It's, it's, uh, this is hard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Explain it to me properly. What colour are your eyes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I've never thought about it. <laughs> I... Mm. <laughs> Go on, try your hardest to explain to me what a colour is. I'm so looking so, forward to you know, inviting you. You know things have different shades. What's a shade? You know when you look at something, everything 
Oh, yeah, big, I know that some one. things are lighter, some like things you, are darker. You go to pick some things up and they, it looks different to other things. Oh, yeah. Okay. Things looking different. I can follow. Yeah. So there's a thing that you can't see where things look even more different. Oh, that's just sad, isn't it? So when you look at something where you just see one or two different, ver- different versions of one or two things, or two things, really, we see lots of things. Okay, I'm with you now, I'm with you. I think I've done a really good job I, of explaining I think you did a pretty good like. job, yeah, and did the best job you could, I think. Wait until I describe what sniffing's like. Have you ever smelt like, like, imagine like a bit of grass, like a blade of grass. You just look at it and think it's a blade of grass. But to me, that smells like, that smells like a pine forest. Well, I have to apologise, listeners, to this What's the difference? Unairable waffle. <laughs> What's the difference between a pine forest and a blade of grass? Well, so what does a pine forest... If a, if a blade of grass smells like a pine forest, what does a pine forest smell like? Is this a joke? Are you telling a joke? <laughs> What's the punchline? Um, the punchline is this episode, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, everything's great. It smells anyway. lovely. Everything's wonderful. So anyway, excited for Into the Spider-Verse. Let's try and get back on track. Um, Spiders smell quite nice as well. Shut up. <laughs> what colour is a spider? Mostly black. Black, yeah, you probably can see that fine. Bits of red. Depends on the spider. Someone. If a spider's got lots of colours on it, don't go near it. That's my advice. But you, know, you won't know. You'll just bite it I'll and get killed. i it. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I've eaten many a spider. Anyway, back on track. You be careful in Australia, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Um, but yes let's go let's get back on track this is what regret feels like so the first movie that we looked at was a really high bar of movies one of the best christmas movies of all time all time um callum can you tell us about it yeah so it's falling for christmas which is the new netflix Lindsay lohan christmas film it's very much based around the hallmark template of christmas films it's about a rich socialite who inevitably falls over a bunch of times there's lots of physical <laughs> comedy in this film and one who, point, who inevitably falls over inevitably lots of times falls over lots of times bumps her heads after a particularly nasty tumble down a ski slope it's set in uh the kind of utah areas lots of ski slopes lots of skiing holiday sort of thing she falls over and she gets amnesia and she is taken to this kind of rustic ski lodge run by a man with a beard and slightly scruffy hair but not really a bit like me a bit like you, yeah. Much more attractive. Nice handsome. Mm, yes, mm, rather. Um, and wouldn't you know it, they start falling in love, you know. But there's a, in her original life, there's a fiancé who is still in the picture. And is she going to remember who she is? Will the fiancé come back and find her? Will true love run its course? These are all the questions that you already know the answer to if you've seen or even heard of a Hallmark movie. You know exactly what this movie is if you know are any familiar with these kinds of movies at all. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm going to pass it over first to our guest to tell us what he thought of this movie. So what I've got here, I've got like a list. I was writing things down. You know, it's hard to write with pause, but I've stuck it in my mouth, right? And I've, I've, I've got some notes. I've got 24 points here. And I wrote them. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote them in order. And I'll read out what I thought of it. So it's like watch, re-watching the film. As we go down it, you can tell me what you think of it. Right. And yeah, it, fair has, enough. it will kind of unravel the storyline. Um. Normally, we don't spoil um, new movies, but I think that anyone who has ever seen a movie, ever, 
can probably guess what happens at the beginning, middle and end of this movie. So I don't think it matters if we spoil it. There's an entire factory of these films and they're not always on Netflix, but Netflix is starting to get into the Hallmark Christmas game. They have done for a few yeah. years now. They did uh, one last year called A Castle for Christmas. Who was cri- in it? Someone big was in it as and well. And Vanessa Hudgens is in those Christmas Prince movies. They're all the same. Yeah. They all follow the same tracks. So you know these movies. So don't... I, don't I, we, we're we're gonna not going to worry about it. So we're not going to worry about ruining it this week. So just to warn you, if you really are desperate to see, I was going to say Castle for Christmas, whatever this one's called, Falling, falling for Christmas. Christmas. Um, if you notice the pun in the name, because she falls over a lot um, and knocks her head. Uh, yeah, you've seen it. If you're really that desperate, skip this bit. But I, I've got a feeling you're not going to watch it. So or care. Yeah. We're pro- we're probably, Go ahead, dog. Go ahead. We we'll probably see Tom Holland in one in like 30 years when he's had his fill of actions. <laughs> When he becomes unhirable after doing something problematic. Yeah. That's the one. After the photos of him snorting coke off of a prostitute's breasts or something comes out. Falling in love with a much taller woman. Right, okay. So, number one. Why does the old film look like it's stock footage? <laughs> it does. Yeah, it looks like that kind of... Yeah, it's got that real like stock footage vibe of um, anyone who's ever like gone to work and had to watch one of those videos that's like... People sat around a desk chatting in a... Don't sexually harass that person. It has the, the, the vibe of a sexual harassment workplace H... H what's it called? HR video. Go ahead. <laughs> I've written these down exactly as my thoughts happened. So some of them might not be structured together. Like, you know, your normal sentences. But the second one is, I have written... Unlikable character. A piece of shit. Much which- exposition dialogue. I feel like you need to, need to clarify, to clarify which host the horrible character. Are we talking about Lindsay Lohan I see. Okay. or the rustic lodge owner? Or yes. the, or the so, current boyfriend? Yeah, the fiancé. That will feed into some answers later. Okay. But in this, specific, in this specific example, the unlikable character is Lindsay Lohan herself. Because okay. she's yeah. just like an influencer and she's treating everyone like shit. And I weren't rooting for her at all. No, it's true. Um, I was... I saw someone post about this movie and who's actually quite excited about Lindsay Lohan's big comeback because, you know, people like her or liked her at least in the early 2000s. And they were saying that she's really miscast. She's not the right person for fluffy rom-coms. She's too world-weary and too sort of like life has beaten this person down. She should have a Robert Downey Jr.-esque sort of gruff comeback, not a fluffy comeback like this. And it's poor casting and poor character. Okay. I agree. There's some weird camera angles going on here. Because it looks so much like stock footage, any time they try something new, it looks weird. Like there's a scene where there's a man skiing down a slope and then it cuts to GoPro footage. And it's just weird. There's no need. I'd also like to say there is some of... I don't know if you could even call it CGI, but some of the worst visual effects i've ever seen anything like really bad green screen particularly when she's like falling off of a there's a the bit where she falls over and goes unconscious there's this bit with her kind of whoa what you can't see what i'm doing because it's a podcast but kind of like flailing her arms he's flapping yeah and it looks basically you can just see green glowing around her arms she looks like a superhero it's really rough (laughs) it's like jelly around her isn't it yeah right so this one i spotted with mckean eye and uh there's a scene, right, where the love interest is going down an hallway and he's got a cup of cocoa and it's clearly foam and he's, like, spinning around in that and it's just a bit of foam in it. And I went on IMDb to look up the trivia after and that was a bit of trivia. <laughs> you can clearly see the foam. <laughs> Funnily enough, so 
those of you that know Rick and Morty and community know Dan Harmon. He has a really funny Instagram. And last year, him and his wife got really into watching, like, really, really bad um, Hallmark Christmas movies. And there was a scene where, like, they were a bosses at the end, you know, walking around like they were at a party at the end of the Hallmark movie, and, like, well done, you've saved Christmas for the company or something. And he, everyone have Christmas eggnog and gives out this eggnog and it looks... I mean, I've never drunk eggnog because we're British and we don't really have eggnog. But I've seen eggnog, I know what it looks like and it looked like a cappuccino or something. It was, there was no way in hell this is an eggnog. And I feel like if your movie has Christmas in the title... Anything to do with Christmas should have a base understanding of what Christmas things look like. So if you're walking around with a hot steaming hot chocolate or whatever it's meant to be, it should look like Christmassy hot chocolate. Like it can't just look like a piece of foam in a cup. Especially like, since a lot the of Christmas details right. It's a fucking Christmas movie. Especially since a lot of the plot point revolves around that interaction in that bump, in that sort yeah. of spill. Get it right. It's the point of the movie. This is the meat cute of yeah. the movie. I know. It's yeah. If you're gonna, if you can't get this basicness right, then don't make a fucking Christmas movie. <laughs> don't bother. When he spins around, there's like all these people, and he's holding this cup of cocoa. When it don't spill anywhere, and it only spills when he knocks into her, <laughs> and that's the first interaction they have. <laughs> anyway, next one. The dickheads are perfect for each other already? Question mark. Now here, I'm referring to the main one. So Lindsay Lohan's character and her fiancé, they're horrible people and they belong together. There's no love story here. They've already got each other. I don't get it. (laughs) The film was done. (laughs) It's tough making a film around a character where the the whole arc is, they're horrible, will they become nice? You really have to work at putting a little redeeming feature in first so you don't you're not kind of actively rooting against her in you need fairness, to have a grain i think I, f- I felt like they tried to do that horrendously badly but with, with the, the mother co- with the mother storyline flashback to and the she mother was who quite died nice to her dad i suppose for 10 seconds um and she was already kind of questioning whether she should take the job is it a made-up job but the influencer boyfriend guy had zero redeeming features yeah. um, and terrible taste. This is the thing that I find really funny about like rich people in all these movies as well. They literally have zero taste and all this money. And it's like, they're talking about, oh yeah, this, my oh couture outfit. Your outfit looks like it's from Li- the Middle Island Lidl. Like it's like a bright pink. It's because you pink. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's because they have a, a, a cheap Netflix budget to make rich person costumes. It's true. <laughs> I mean, that does answer the question, but it's just like, fuck's sake, if you're going to do it, it looks like something out of High School Musical or something. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. Well, that leads me into the next point as well. I've written here, the things that make this couple incompatible are super trivial and pathetic. She gets annoyed at him for changing the song on the radio, and she also gets annoyed that the ring's too big for her hand, and she complains that it's too big. And like, but they get on other than that. I would just like to circle back to the change in the radio. That is a Mean Girls reference. Oh, I thought I'd it was, seen it before. Duh, duh, duh. No, no, it's the Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, yeah. Jingle. Oh. I love this song. The the uh, her character said, and that's a reference to obviously the very famous scene in in Mean Girls. Well, I assume it is. But for, for your common dog like me, it made no sense. And I thought when he changed the song on the radio, he would be in really fun, and I would have had a great time in that car. I can't stand up in cars, but that would have been all right. <laughs> 
Do you like putting your head out the window in a car? Oh, it's so good, right? It's so good. Once I was putting my head out the window, right, and a bee flew in my mouth. It was an emergency. Yeah, we had to go to, like, dog A&E. But it was a fun ride. Did you get, like, that swelled-up face like dogs get when they bite a bee? Yeah, but the owner gave me, like, loads of ice cream and that. God rest her soul. So you have an, an owner? I thought you had a wife. Uh, well, before that, like, you know, I was bred. I was bred and I had an owner for a week. You were bred? Like, you eat bread? I was I was in a womb and I was baked like bread. It weren't actually like bread, but, you know, like breed, sex, shagging, babies. Right. So the I world, had an order. The world building of the, of the dog brain videos universe is needlessly complicated. I just want to point that out. Well, we're, we're covering lots of lore here, you know, the video, <laughs> video family lineage I, I and like where I came from. Making up lore is maybe the word. On the well, isn't all lore made up? <laughs> well, true. fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think I mean, that's a good answer. I mean, Star Wars weren't a true story, was it? Or was it? Oh, maybe. You know, he's after ask George Lucas. It rhymes. It's, it's like couplets and rhymes. Have you seen that viral video where he's struggling to direct uh, the Phantom Menace? It, it's like the first scene, it's like the last scene, it's like couplets, they, they rhyme. I just like the one where they're doing a screening of it and he turns around and just goes, I think we went too far. <laughs> <laughs> Even he's realised that, oh God, what have we done? Anyway, go on. Uh, we're three, three points into your 487 point plan. <laughs> the first four hour podcast. <laughs> I've, I've written, I don't want her to find love. I like that she got hurt. Got her what? Got hurt. Oh, got hurt. hurt. Smashed her head into a tree. Ah, I liked it because yeah. I didn't like her. That's fair enough. Did you? Were you hoping she'd maybe died? No, but I weren't expecting amnesia, which okay. is the next point, which is just OMG, amnesia. I weren't expecting that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the most cliched of all these things. Also, uh, when you point out that I, I didn't want her to find love, in all these movies, there's always a, a rustic guy who runs a cabin, runs a lodge, owns a cheese shop. I'm surprised he didn't have, like, an axe. An axe he'd just he... been, like, cutting a tree, and, and then in slow motion, he puts the axe over his shoulder. And he's, like, the only guy in town with, a, like, a little bit of chest hair, but his beard is still sculpted so much. Yeah. He, he used to be on Glee, the actor. So oh, I, how me. have the mighty fallen? Uh, but he is so bland. Like... Um. He's not a tra- He's not like. Uh, what's, what is there about him? I, I didn't well, quite. Get it. I mean, he just I wanted has him zero to be personality. Uh, it's, it's always the same. You're like, Penny's uh, the world's nicest person, but with zero personality. And also, no business sense. I'm just going to put this out. At the end of the movie, I'm just going to really cut to the end of the movie. The end of the movie, he's. Oh, 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 this is a story point all the way through the movie. Stop hitting your microphone. This is the way through the movie. He's supposed to be trying to save his business, and he is. Terrible, a terrible business person it's because really what bad. it turns out is that what he's been doing is every time there should have been an opportunity for his lodge to make money over the last 10 years he's he's done the opposite and actually spent money so someone had their wedding there and he didn't charge them and he bought all the champagne and all the food and didn't charge don't them don't you see he's a super nice guy he's, he's the nicest he's guy like, I'm like it's fair enough like it's your mate you know give him a discount do it at cost price but don't lose like I mean what does a wedding cost like 10 grand probably more like, don't lose 20,000. And then he's going, oh, we're going to have to shut the thing down. Well, duh, you've just given away all your profit for the last 20 years. But he's years. so nice. He's got the sculpted beard and a little bit of chest hair. And the chubby little cheeks as well. But you yeah, can't help and you can't help anyone if you if your business shuts down. But he's the nicest it's guy. It's like being like, oh, I run a charity, but we've spent all the money on the first day, so you, we're now closing and can't help anyone ever again. Do you not again. understand that he's the nicest guy evs? 
No, I don't. <laughs> he doesn't even come across as that nice. He it, just comes across as a bad pass, actor. A bit passive-aggressive, actually. There's a moment later on as well when there's a lady trying to explain to the, to the Lindsay Lohan that uh, he gives money to charity. And he, he's broke. <laughs> <laughs> what? what a loser. Man, what, what a film. Anyway, we're on point two. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to go and make him with a cup of coffee. The fiancé is the best character in the film. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I would agree with that. You're the IMDb guy. Have you looked up his acting credits? Has he been in things before? Um, yes, actually. Uh, last year, do you, did any of you watch the horror film Malignant? No. Which became a bit no. of a meme uh, because, uh, should I spoil Malignant for people? So it's about a woman. Oh, oh, actually, yeah, I want to see it. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to spoil it. I feel like it's not a spoiler part of the podcast. It's, it's, it's a, it became, you know, every so anyway? he was, and his, he was the detective, and he had to know risible american accent i i think the thing is i always love in any film a character that is ridiculously camply overacting yes me and too. he does it really well like he is very okay. hateable he's funny he has some really good lines he delivers them quite well but the actor he's is kind of got like a camp evilness about him and whereas everyone else feels like they're not even they, they don't feel like they're acting in the same movie he he got the assignment he got this yes. is a ridiculous stupid movie my character's a ridiculous stupid Absolutely. human I will be a ridiculous also, there's stupid a, human. A fairly, I actually quite liked his subplot where he, because they both fall off this mountain and they get separated. <laughs> and he finds sanctuary at like this rustic, uh, you know, cabin in the woods where there's this kind of bearded guy who's like, yeah, he hunts and stuff like that. And they seem to get on quite well. And I actually kind of was quite invested in this two nice people. It was lovely. Yeah, it was. It was really sweet. And I did also feel like he, they almost kept forgetting about that plot line yeah. as well and I was like no go back to that yeah. because you're just repeating the same things and, over and over again and, in this like unrealistic love story and it ends half an hour before the end of the film that plot line so it's like the best part of the film it's not going to be he's not going to be there that the rustic cabin in the uh, woods guy for the whole rest of the film and he was the it was like him and getting together like uh, oh I like to fish and I like to hunt he gives him an axe what do I do with this throw it at a squirrel it's like I, I like this pair there's also something about um, physical comedy I really like it doesn't matter how poorly performed it is if, if someone falls over or gets a fishing lure in the head which he did or slips on something I, I laugh I, I don't care how bad it is I laugh I'd also like to give him a little bit of a modicum or like he's a horrendous vapid person but he doesn't, like, seem to be horrible to the Lindsay Lohan character. Like, he doesn't seem... You know, in those films, like, normally they'd be cheating on the side yeah. or doing something weird. They haven't given him that. He's just, like, a idiot. He's, he's, he's a bit shallow. the song on the radio. Yeah. What, what asshole! Yeah. What he doesn't monster. want to listen to a Christmas song in a movie that was filmed in July. How dare he? How dare he? I think that they actually changed the ending, really, because they were sort of setting up a love story between, like, him and this guy. Like, there's a bit where he falls over and he gives him his snowshoes and he's like, don't worry, I've got big feet. And he goes... Ooh, and he like pulls him up and then at the end he ends up with a man but it's not that man it's like just some random man no. that he that's Lindsay Lohan's assistant. assistant yeah I reckon he should have gone off in the sunset with him yeah it would have made a lot more sense a lot more sense they had chemistry they had the only laughs in the movie they their subplot was really quite lovely I would have really liked to see him and it would have been a nice contrast yeah. to him going away with this big bear of a guy yeah, it also kind of made sense, just in general, like, the whole... He was quite a... You know, I'm not equating being camp to being gay, but he was quite a camp character, so it kind of made sense that he was bi as well. And I quite mm-hmm. like that little, uh, you know, bit of inclusion in movies. Yeah. 
just normal. It was very normal. It, it wasn't any. Wasn't signposted. It, it wasn't done anything. It would have uh, changed the stereotype a bit for have him go off with a big. Yeah, kind exactly. of rough hunter I think it would have worked better. Like, if you're going to do that with that that character, it wouldn't have felt a bit tacked on like it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he ends up with the man at the end, and it's almost like a punchline that he's suddenly gay and he leans forward and like winks or something. Yeah. And it's not, you know. He no, should have ended I up think with it would have made a lot more sense of his character and made the film a lot more. Biting is not the word. I, I was going to say a bit more biting, but I don't. I mean, this this felt fairly the most toothless film of all time. Like it was never going to have a bite to it, but maybe it would have made some more sense. Very poorly handled. Yeah, I, I like the I like the idea, but poorly handled. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the next one ain't really about the film, but I've just written down here. I had to stop to play Super Smash Brothers. The film was paused for three hours. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that's relevant to anything. I know. I was just. Uh, I think it just turned into a bit of a diary. So how, how do you play Smash Brothers if you don't have thumbs? Because well, you, you did mention earlier that you didn't have thumbs. Nephew plays it for me. Really? Does okay. he have thumbs then? No, he's like he's a bright lad. He's made like a robot hands, and he just plays games with his robot hands. Okay. Made Com- out of connects and motors. We're, we're just complicating this. Yeah, more and more. got this lore out. <laughs> <laughs> keep this in, Rob. Yeah, keep this in. And also, we I think we need to speed this along a bit because we've been it's, reviewing this for quite okay. a long time. <laughs> let me do like let me do three of them, and you can okay. reply to your favorite. This is going to be a long episode, folks. But you know, some Strap people in. some people like that kind of thing. We've got. First two-hour episode. Right, there's there's a, a few left. I'll condense it. Oh, one, why is the mistletoe red? Two, this film makes me feel sick. <laughs> why? Why does it make you feel sick? What have I written here? Why did it make me feel sick? Oh, here we go. The film makes me feel sick, but it does make me feel very Christmassy. And then I've got another one here, which is sort of like a continuity error or crew error behind the scenes sort of thing. There's a shot where it's snowing and the snow machine only fills up one half of the frame. <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's dead that. funny. I would be a liar if I said I was paying full attention yeah, when I was same. watching it, though. But yeah. Same. Anyway, what one do you want to talk about? Why is the mistletoe red? Or why does the snow fill up after the screen? Or why did it make me feel sick? I think, why does it make you feel sick? Because yeah, the other two are just, to, are just, you know, things you've noticed. Picks, you know, but, so, that, uh, so why does it make you feel sick? It just made, it just made me feel sick. <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, I guess these films, they have a certain was it sort of sweet? It was the, I reckon. Was it sickly? Uh, it was, yeah, sickly. Like when you have like a really sweet lolly and you can only eat some of it, you know. I think it was the, the love interest man, the cabin boy. He just get, he kept trying to do this sort of like steamy sort of, he was incredibly miscast. It was very bad. It was like he was like trying to do these handsome faces where you like oh, yeah. squint and bite your lip, and that. his hair was flopping about, yeah. and it was just weird. And I he didn't like just, him. He, he made he, me feel his face made me feel sick. He probably just isn't. I don't want to say he's not handsome enough because he's obviously a handsome, but but he just didn't have that in that role when you normally have that person. They're always maybe a little bit more chisels. Yeah, a bit more, but maybe just a bit more rapid. Uh, like, I tell you a really good example of that. I think he would have been, I mean, he's 10 years too old now, but who'd have been good in that role? The guy from Tron Legacy. Oh, yes, yes, They, he they should have. have zero about them. They should be nothing people, but very handsome and very, and they work. They, they need they, to, you because the idea is that you can project what you want from a man on that role. That's my assumption. That's what, like, to make those films work in my head, you have to be able to, you know, and the same with if you have a, 
a theme, a, a, the kind of reverse osmosis film for men as opposed to women, it'd be the same thing. You, the, the female character has to be, you can project what you want from a woman on that person. Whereas actually, I feel like probably like with Glee, there was always a bit of weird, surreal Ryan Murphy bite to those things. And he probably as an actor has that a little bit to him. And that probably, you know, almost like he was trying too hard. He was overacting where he should have basically just been a model. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, both of the leads were incredibly miscast. It's not that I'm not wanting Lindsay Lohan to come back, because of course I liked her in the early 2000s, as we all did. Uh, she was a very good teen star, and I'd be happy for her to come back in some way. I just think that this kind of role, she's she's the wrong fit for this kind of yeah. super sickly. It needs to be one of those uh, ex-sitcom stars that are now super conservative Christians and talk about how we should all feel ashamed for having abortions. Like, Melissa Joan Hart would have been Someone like that, yeah. Which I think might have been in Castle... I might be making this up, but it might have been her that was in Castle Or of one Christmas. of the women from Full House. Um, yeah. Teenagers then, adults now. It needs to be someone who is just white-bred... Uh, you know, blonde, white, red, big eyes. I think, like you say, those eyes have seen too much. Yeah. And I think she she kind of, like, as a character, um, or as an, sorry, as an actress, actually probably has something to give. I like think now. so, I do. She always, she always had, like, you know, Mean Girls, there's a bit of something behind her in that film. And she's she's probably a better actress than she deserves, uh, than this film deserves, and I think that maybe detracts from it a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Bit. I think if someone gave her, like, a Robert Downey Jr., kiss, kiss, bang, bang sort of thing a, a gruff weird indie film i think she might do pretty well i also think and and this is a problem that can happen in hollywood and it happened to mickey rourke and stuff as well obviously hollywood is horrendously ageist and yes. there's a massive problem with that and obviously because of that and it particularly is worse for women women just you know have really to keep looking young because they only write roles for people up to the age of about 25 or 90 uh, and nothing in between yes, yeah true people tend to have to have a bit of plastic surgery yeah. and i think unfortunately sometimes it goes a couple of steps too far and from an acting point of view it can be a struggle because it means people struggle to emote and mm-hmm. it happened with mickey rourke for a big good period of time until then he went boxing again and became even more gruff yeah. and it, you know and it kind of unfortunately happened to like renee zellweger a bit when she's come back where there's been, I don't know, it's both, I, I don't understand plastic surgery. But unfortunately, she's not, she doesn't have the full range of expressions in her face. Mm-hmm. And that might work in some scenarios, but it didn't really work in this kind of film. In this sort of super chirpy sort yeah, of film. Yeah, it just didn't seem quite right. Well, try, um, I haven't known fucking muscles in your face. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was born like that. Yeah, you have one expression. <laughs> Potentially worried. worried. Yeah, I've heard this all throughout my life. I look worried, but sometimes I'm having lots of fun. <laughs> You're having a blast. You're having a ball. I've turned it into like a little joke. Don't worry. I'm having a great time. <laughs> anyway, ending on a bit of trivia for that film. At the end, when they're kissing in front of the tree, they had to put a digital lens flare in because it will actually Lindsay Lohan stunt double. Oh, wow. Why? Because she didn't want to kiss the fishy-faced, chubby-cheek man. <laughs> wow. I mean, she, she's obviously still got good good agents then who can get that kind of thing written into a contract. Like, as a comeback film, you kind of think, well, you have to do every, anything they ask, but clearly not. Did anyone notice how the Santa in this film looked like a serial killer? Fucking hell, the Santa. <laughs> I forgot about him. Jesus Christ. Worst, I've actually got here, worst Father Christmas in any Christmas film I've ever seen, ever. I think what you need is out the back. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking... Don't get me started. Greasy Santa. Yeah. Who touches his nose and does that little thing where he taps it. <laughs> anyway. I also, so this is an interesting point 
in the first half of the movie, I was fully ready to go into like full-on Mark Commodian anti-consumerism-esque rant about how horrible these people are and blah 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 but actually it did try to be like no no the nice people are the people that don't have the money and I kind of thought I'll give it a little bit of it I'll give it a sprinkling it, of it it did even in, attempt like, it yeah because I think you find even in you know a lot of kind of Christmas movies and stuff in America everyone is like home alone and like what did the but the Bannister family, is it this the Bannisters, isn't it? What did the Bannister family do to have that giant mansion? McAllister. McAllister, even. Um, what did they do to have that giant, like, take nine children to Paris for Christmas and have that giant mansion? It, uh, and, and even, like, the next one with, like, Jingle All The Way, a beautiful house with all these Christmas lights and things. Whereas, actually, on this, it was, you know, the, the struggling business owner, he was the good guy, even if he was played by the completely miscast wrong person. Yeah. So I will give it a sprinkling of uh, realisticness. It certainly didn't offend me or anything. It was probably just the budget they couldn't afford to film in any of those places. <laughs> so they found a log cabin and gave him, like, an Airbnb rate for a week and I just blasted through it. I did find it funny that she's complaining about this, ho- this log cabin not being up to her standards. And yet it's the most beautiful log cabin yeah, bed and true. breakfast hotel hotel in the world yeah, I'd love to Netflix be in a room and uh, animals uh, frolicking outside the window so what, what do you what's your problem that was the other thing like it was trying to be a bit meta in that they the thing that woke her up out of a coma or out of a long sleep when she first got to this hotel was the Netflix going Dum! and then on the screen was a castle for Christmas <laughs> I was like how like oh okay I think it was the same director possibly or sort of producers but it had that on the screen and I was like that's 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 a bit meta for this pile of shit of a movie. Yeah, it's probably not meta. It's probably just an attempt at advertising. Like after this, you might like. And speaking of advertising, that's the perfect time for our commercial break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to our Christmas episode with Dog Brain Videos. Hello. Um, so we've first off been talking about uh, uh, Falling for Christmas with Lindsay Lohan. We're now going to be moving on to talking about the film that Dog Brain Videos uh drinking game is based off of which is jingle all the way and i have 57 points to make <laughs> so this is going to be the first podcast ever in history that's 24 hours long so strap in um but i will quickly first before we move over to those points tell you about jingle all the way so jingle all the way is from 1996 it stars arnold schwarzenegger um sinbad and um uh, I forgot his name. It's really Phil bad. Hartman. Phil Hartman. Uh, and also... 
I was going to say Rita Perlman, but it's not Rita Perlman. This is not going no, well. No, it's not going well. What's her name? I'm not going to tell you. What's your job? <laughs> I don't have my you phone ready. Remember, can you? No, I can't. It's uh, Rita Wilson. Rita Wilson, Rita yes. Rita Wilson. Uh, sorry. Uh, yes, so it stars those people uh, in a Christmas classic, some would say, uh, pretty maligned by critics at the time, but actually I quite like it. It's that one of those high-concept Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that he loved doing in the mid-90s, uh, and it is about a dad, a dad who works hard for his family so they can afford this giant mansion, as I previously mentioned, uh, as everyone in American Christmas movies seems to have. But in his need to work very hard for his family, he is never there. He doesn't go to little... What's the kid's name? Jimmy! doesn't go to little Jamie's karate recital? Karate event? Yeah, thing? it's karate. He misses his purple belt acceptance. But is it, what, what do you call it? Is it in a, it's not a recital because that's it's like. It's just a tournament. They a call it karate tournament, tournament and okay. then when oh, they show it, it ain't one. Uh, tournament yeah. to move on to the next grade. Because as, as we know, everyone in America in the late 80s and early 90s did karate because of the karate kid. Um, and yeah, so he was doing that. And he missed that and gets stopped by a cop and yeah, and stuff. Hilarity ensues. All the time, Phil Hartman's next-door neighbour is trying to move in on his missus and slide in there, slide into her DMs before DMs were a thing. And uh, he needs to make it up to little Jamie. So he says, Jamie, what is the one thing you want for Christmas? And he says, a turbo man with the rocking, arcing, blah, 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 and 50 voices and things. The kind of things that kids wanted in the 90s before video games got big and before they wanted Nintendo Switches instead. Um, and every single year there would be a thing that used to sell out. Uh, Tickle Me Elmo, Cabbage Patch Kids, and people would literally fight each other for them. And this is a movie about Arnold Schwarzenegger trying to track down one of these things. And along the way, bumping into Sinbad, playing a mailman who has the same problem. It's the busiest time of year for him. He's a mailman. He's got to deliver all these bullshit letters. Uh, and he can't do it. And him and Sinbad chase around town trying to get this toy for their children. And hilarity ensues. Well, you took us on a long ride there. <laughs> that were a very long back of the DVD case if you were to read it. But I feel like a very descriptive one. I feel like the back of the DVD case would have been snappier than that. It was only about 90 seconds. Man so. has to find Christmas doll for his kid on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Yeah, but that's boring. I've taken you on a much bigger roller coaster. <laughs> anyway. So that was that. if you think that was long, you wait for Dog Brain's 58 points. Point one. This film is fucking amazing. As soon as it starts with the Turbo Man sequence, which is like Power Rangers. Yeah, I got nothing to add to that really no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Fair enough. point two anakin skywalker yeah yeah i'm not sure if that's a point i think that's just a casting note point three don't forget you're my number one customer well yeah that actually uh segues into a point all of these 90s kids movies very ambitious they were like flubber like uh liar liar and they always had the same plot the dad is overworked and he, he loves his job more than he loves his children, if we're being honest. And he's never there. And then some high concept thing... Hijinks. Hijinks gets in the way, whether it's a science fiction thing like Flubber or uh, Liar Liar, or if it's um, something else. But there's a, a thing that needs to happen. Well, there, was, there was two drivers to, move, to, to kids' movies in the 90s. Either a parent was dead 
or a parent was overworked. They yes. were the two drivers of, and you can still argue to this day, there's a lot of that about, there's a whole plot point which you didn't really mention in the previous movie about her mum being dead. Yes, and also um, at the first, at, at the start, at the start, I, I did think that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a bit miscast because, you know, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the overworked dad. But usually it's someone schlubbier like Robin Williams. But I think, um, I, I don't want to get into this too much now, but because they use the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a very physical actor, physical comedy is introduced. So, but in the first half an hour, when he said, "You're my favorite customer," "You're my number one customer," I did think, "No, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, big Austrian man playing a man called Howard." Selling <laughs> mattresses. Yeah. Is that his name? I, yeah, think, I didn't even notice that. It's, it's like, I watched this film this morning and didn't notice it, his name's it, Howard. It should be someone like Jim Carrey, like Robin Williams, who looks like a regular schmo. Yeah. And the fact that he's massive, and they throw in the occasional line, you can't bench press your way out of this one. Although, actually, I feel like if you were going to cast Sinbad with him, he needed to be big, because Sinbad's pretty big. He's pretty big, but... So, I like, think- and I was like, oh, Sinbad's quite small. And I was Googling Sinbad this morning, because I was like, what else has Sinbad been in? Um, the answer is everything in the 90s. Um, but, yeah, and and he is a tall man himself and Arnold Schwarzenegger towers over him yeah and then it's, it's like when you've got Anakin Skywalker and him it's like Anakin Skywalker looks like he's meant to be probably like five or six he looks about six months but this was a problem only for the first half an hour that I felt he was miscast once the knockabout comedy of them beating the shit out of each other in order to get uh, the Turbo Man running from store to store and eventually him having to be Turbo Man they, they, there's a, a parade at the end where Turbo Man and of course hijinks ensue, convoluted plot points. So eventually it's Arnie, it's Howard being put into the Turbo Man costume. They, of course, need someone who looks like a superhero. So it's only the first half an hour. God, he's miscast. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's actually perfect for Arnie. Is that... Yeah, that was, that and he does, thought. like, the, you know, who would look better in a Turbo Man costume exactly. than Arnold Schwarzenegger. So yeah. actually it works. And I think that's the whole thing with a lot of these weird, like, kindergarten Coppenstein things, these high-concept Schwarzenegger movies from the 90s is actually, because they are built around him, they're Schwarzenegger vehicles, they do end up working, even if they, on paper they shouldn't. I bet there was an earlier draft where it was a schlubbier guy, but once Arnie said, oh, I'm interested in doing a kid's mm. comedy, they said, rewrite it, rewrite it for Arnie. And a big 30-minute action sequence yeah, at the end, exactly. or 20-minute action sequence. You can't bench press your way out of this one. And what about you, Mr. Dogbrain? Well, it turns out that Arnold Schwarzenegger weren't the first choice for Jingle All The Way. Originally, I'd imagine someone like Steve Martin or Chevy Chase for the role, but apparently Arnie were looking for a comedy, Randy said. And that's taken from Google, but you don't say who Randy was. It's like the director or writer or someone in it. Yeah, and that doesn't surprise me at all. I just think, even for mid-90s, Surely Steve Martin and Chevy Chase were maybe just that bit too old at that point. I know that's, I, you know, I, I can see like it's a Chevy Chase or thingy type, but that they're the kind of people that would have been in that film in the eighties. But I feel like in the nineties, often these scripts do knock about for a long time. It could have been written in the early nineties. The whole table. Sorry, that were me. Oh, <laughs> 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 Got to be excited. Um, I love Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I think like if you're like Chevy Chase or Steve Martin that have already been in Christmas films, you wouldn't want to be in another one so you get typecast in Christmas films. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, Chevy Chase was, of course, in uh, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. vacation. Yeah. Well, he was in all the vacations. Not all of them. Well, yeah. Not till... Uh, um, Randy Quaid. Van Wilder Party. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got another note here. The CGR reindeer were extremely good for 1996. 
How much of it? I was trying to work out how much was real reindeer, how much was CGI, and how much was animatronic. Because obviously, like the bits with it, like burping and drinking the. I imagine any close up was an animatronic, but running through the house was probably. It was good. CG. No, yeah, it I was. thought that. Like the fur was the fur rendering was good. They must have spent some money on it. Also, the flying sequences towards the ends. They're I not mean, terrible. They're not, not the terrible. Worst, the worst bit is where it's just Arnie and he like goes, you know, he goes up to the top and like looks at the camera. That bit's pretty hokey. But outside of that, it does, it works. It's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I noticed that when Howard comes out the, the house and there's a close-up and it's nipping at him, that's CGI. And I was like, wow. Really? Wow. Ah, yeah, there was a cut. And, but there's also, you know, when he gets into the car and it's just like obviously a crew member on the floor with a pair of ears. And you <laughs> see like an ear next to it and Howard's like, a, and Phil Hartman's having to pretend to, to, to like wrangle it. I have to admit, there's a thing I have with Phil Hartman and it's a similar thing that I have when I hear British voices in like British character actors I know in things. Um, is that I'm just like, his voice is too recognisable. I'm just like, oh, it's the Simpsons, it's the Simpsons guy, it's the Simpsons guy. And it takes me out of things. Like, he's just... I think that happens sometimes. Um, it's nothing against Phil Hartman. He's really good as this slimy guy and this, like, perfect for this role. He plays it so well. But just his voice, I'm just going, well, that's Troy McClure. Yeah, you know, I, I separated myself when I watched it because it's been so long since The uh, the Simpsons. So I watched it as if it, that were the first time you heard it. Okay. It well, does make Callum me... watches The Simpsons yes. all day, every day. So. Well, I think he's a good enough <laughs> voice actor to separate that. I, I sort of separate his live action stuff and, you know, so news radio. Yeah, is a news different radio entity. feels a bit different. I also think he's very good at playing that. He's played that a few times, yeah. a slimy, the other dad. You know, he's like in Small Soldiers, he plays basically the same character. He's yeah. slightly yeah. less creepy, but, but more or less the same. Did, did you know that uh, him and Sinbad did three movies together in the 90s? Uh, no, I did not. Yeah, apparently that was their third third film together. I can't so. say I really know Simbad other than for being in Jingle All the Way. He's, he's, he's awesome. He's so good in this. I love him. He was in so many things in the nineties. Though he's massive. He was like the um, um, I've completely forgotten who I was going to compare him to. So we can cut that out. Rita Wilson's similar though, isn't she? She's a kind of a safe pair of hands that was in everything in the nineties. Yes. But actually, when you think she's still in everything now, but she's always in like a. She's always like the fourth lead, so you never really pay too much attention to her, but she always is just really dependable. Like, think of a film she's bad in. That is very true. There's none. No, there, there is absolutely it's, none. It's a really good cast. Like, it's a really good cast. Even the... I hate child actors. And I know, obviously, like, Anakin Skywalker got a bit of stick later on, but for the role he plays in this, for Jamie, he's, like, perfect. He, like, he actually... He seems quite realistic. Child actors are either one of two things. They're either wooden or they overact, and he kind of is just about right. He's not precocious. He's yeah, not, he's not like, annoying. He's, 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 like, he's like, If you had him as a kid, you'd be like, oh, he's actually quite a nice, sweet kid. He's yeah. not, like, annoying little prick like you, and some kids. he has to sell anger quite well, like, when he's on the phone, like, you never come, you're, you're a liar, and slams... I, yeah. You know, that, that sold me quite well. And yeah. then all you've got to do is buy him a toy, and then he snaps out of it and loves you. <laughs> he's a bit of a materialistic child well you know, or actually he didn't want toy. the toy did he? he gave the toy away but he wanted what he actually wanted was his dad to be a superhero which is which even is harder probably to get. worse yeah exactly I yeah, got because, the real turbo man I mean like 99.9% of the year you're just gonna have your dad in normal clothes doing dad stuff he's still gotta go to work I mean, he's the, not always gonna be turbo man is he fucking stupid and he if anyone's seen invincible 
If anyone's seen Invincible, um, maybe having your dad as a superhero is not ideal. I also imagine, I know that there is a sequel to this with Larry the Cable Guy, but if there was a real sequel <laughs> Probably to unwatchable this, as anything with Larry the Cable Guy If there guys. was a real sequel to this, it would be how the dad continues to be a disappointment. He continues <laughs> not to show up at the, the games. And if, every so often, he'll mono, emotionally manipulate him by saying, oh, do you remember when I was Turbo Man? That was seven years ago, Dad. Stop doing that. Man. The problem... And then texting comes out, and then like hands free calling and FaceTime. He's never seeing his dad again. Actually, that was that is an interesting point. You know, there's the bit where like there's the, the, the they're in the parade at the end, and Turbo Man's fighting with with Sinbad and stuff. That I was like, oh, no one has a mobile phone that they're pointing and videoing this. No one's videoing it. I was like, if if that was happening now, every single person. I was like, oh, Jamie would be able to show his friends at school on Monday when he takes the vid. Oh no, no one's videoing because this is. 1997. Instead, he's and there wasn't to... the paparazzi everywhere videoing every single yeah. thing. Instead, he's going to go to school, say, "My dad's Toberman." People go, the, "Yeah, actually, shit kicked yeah, out." Yeah, you are such a lying little shit. This is going to have such a bad impact on that child. Yeah. And I imagine if this film were made today, it would just. You couldn't do it because the mum would just put an order on Amazon Prime for the doll, <laughs> and she'd have it. And then the dad can stay at work, probably have an affair. Yeah. And that's it. That's your story. Quite and, a depressing movie. And also, really. we've normalised like seventy-hour work weeks and things for putting food on the table. And with inflation as it is today, <sighs> no chance. But he would be working from home, and the kid would have him around, and then he would just start shouting at him because he's playing with his Turbo Man doll. Yeah. yeah, when he's on, can you stop? I'm trying to have a Zoom meeting with my work with my boss. Jimmy. Sorry about that. You're my best customer, Jimmy. Jimmy, keep it down. Jimmy. I do have to say a big positive in this, a big feather in this movie's cap is its commitment to physical comedy. And it's yeah. really unlike the last film where it made me laugh despite being not particularly very good physical comedy. This time it's very well done with a, two com- uh, a comedian, Sinbad, who is quite committed. And Arnie, of course, is known for being physical. Lots of fights put in this scene. Probably once Arnie signed up, they said, let's get some fights in here. So the fight scene with the, the warehouse full of uh, Santas, very funny. The running around the mall where it's like, we'll give uh, a turbo man to whoever holds this ball. And they're fighting over this ball. Very funny. It's, I was laughing quite consistently at him being chased through the house by a reindeer. Very funny, you know, or, or the ending where he's doing the Turbo Man thing and he's in the costume and beating up those, uh, uh, those actors. Very funny. It's very funny consistently throughout. It's a very, a very committed cast to doing very funny physical comedy. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I like it. I actually think yeah. it's a reasonable movie. It, you know, it's not perfect, but who's expecting an Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie to be perfect? You'd have to be mad. It's but my it, favourite Christmas film. Ugh. <laughs> but it is. It's funny. Uh, it's 90 minutes long, so it's a good length. It's not too long. It doesn't outstay its welcome. I think it's pretty well cast. Um, I like all the characters. And it has a couple of, like, sur- surreal, biting, funny bits in it as well. Um, just some of the little sayings and things. Yeah, I, I like it. I think there's nothing. I think it's a good. There's some absolutely shocking Christmas movies out there, and this isn't one. It's this is wholly watchable. Good, clean family fun. Yep. Well, should we rate these two films and see what we give them? I think we should. I think that's a good idea. It's only been four hours since this podcast began. Yeah. So first off, um, Mr. Dog, Mr. Brains, Mr. Mr. Dog Brain, Mr. Videos, Mr. Videos. Mr. Video. Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Vidzi, Vidzi. Um, you can go first on... T- tell us what you think of Falling for Christmas. 
Falling for Christmas, right? We're one of those films that you can just drink with a foam cup of cocoa and snuggle up and and hate. It's fun to eat, you know. I would never watch it again. It took me an old day to watch it. I would give it a good old four out of ten. Wow. And that's because... That's kind. My brother works on these films, you know, set decking and that. And the, it, 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 I was paying attention to that. It was very Christmassy. Like I said, it made me feel sick, but it also made me feel very Christmassy. And it gets four out of ten for, for the decorations, mainly. <laughs> Jesus. And one for the funny man. <laughs> yeah. In the woods. <laughs> and Callum, I'm not going to be nearly so kind. Um, <laughs> it gets an extra point for the knockabout stuff with the fiancé and the bear guy that was clearly intended to be a romance but then rewritten hastily at the last minute to drop him from the last half an hour of the movie. But that's the only point I'm giving it extra after a one, so it's a two out of ten. I, funnily enough, I was like, oh, should I give it one? Is it that bad? Like, there's nothing redeemable about it. And I thought, actually, no, I quite like that stuff too. So I was going to give it a two for exactly the same reason. Um, so we've got four and two twos. So that means three. I don't two, know what the average between three people five, is. Two point, two point, two point six six. I think. Oh, well, so, I'm, I'm I'll go with that. that. Yeah. Two point six six out of ten. Um, and jingle all the way. It's a bloody 10 from me, lads. And why? Because it's got everything. You know, it's like action, action, comedy. Sinbad's great. Arnie's great. It's nostalgic. There's no phones. I love the pervy dad hitting on the mum. I love Power Rangers. There's references to that. It's my favourite Christmas film. And you can make a drinking game out of it. It's fucking, it's a perfect film. It's perfect. I love it. Good. Well, I'm going to give it a proper rating. Uh, with some critical faculties. Uh, it's a good, clean-cut family fun. It's inoffensive. Fuck it, it's watchable. It's it's an easy film to watch on, uh, you know, on, on Disney Plus. It's 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 good, silly, clean-cut fun for the whole family. I'm going to give it a six out of ten. Johnny just wrote six down on a pad and showed it to me, and then he said six, and now Johnny's loving it. <laughs> this is the third. You, you guys didn't get to hear the episode from. Well, this is going to be alpha sequence anyway because it's a Christmas episode. But um, you didn't get to hear the episode because it fucked up that we did a couple of weeks ago. The audio, but mucked I guessed up. it on that one. And if you remember to the the previous podcast, this one we recorded, I guessed it on that. I I just can guess all of Callum's scores. It's a, it's a bit sinister, if I'm being honest. Callum, he actually wrote down nine and he showed it to you upside down because he loves this film, don't you, Johnny? You love it. You think it's a great one. You're with me, aren't you, buddy? I think I'm going to be kinder than Callum. And probably not as kind as you are. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Um, because it doesn't do my cardinal sin, which is be too long. It's 90 minutes, perfect. I think Arnie's great fun in it. I think it's really well cast. I think it's really funny. Um, not like top tier funny, but it certainly passes the five last tests easily. Um, I think it's, you know, quite nice morals and things. Um, I just don't think it kind of like feels that Christmassy. It's not like... a I don't know, Miracle on 34th Street classic, but it is, it was just excellent. You know, it's just really, it's probably up there in my like top 10 Christmas movies. So um, yeah, really enjoy it. So seven out of 10. So I think that probably divide it by is about eight out of 10 between us, something like that. I'm happy with that. We'll we'll do a rough guess. Yeah, Yeah. about that. We're not, we're not 
you know, we're not, we're not Einstein's, we're not Brian Cox. But do you think you might have liked it more if I'd read out my entire list for Jingle All The Way? Because I've still got 50 points oh. here if you want to know. Maybe, maybe. And do you but, understand the concept of colours now? No. <laughs> I don't think I ever will. And you've got to start accepting people who are out of disabilities. Well, well true. Yeah. But on that, on that um, multicoloured ending uh we'd like to say thank you to mr dog brain i'm not thanking him and mr video even for uh, fuck's sake <laughs> why can't you get it right i can't get it in my podcast name, dog brain, last name videos no middle name can you but stop you hitting the table a middle name, but i'm getting it's my tail i just get wag when i get so aggravated i'm sat with two two men with full color vision <laughs> looking down at me like some pug i got no muscles so, so in my wait, face you, you have a tail but in your videos you don't well, and you do say you really that you, think, have, you don't have thumbs, but in your videos you do. Do you think I'm really going to get my tail out in public? <laughs> well, fair enough. Are you mad? But wait a minute. It, it's clearly <laughs> out because it's hitting the table. That's why the table's banging. But that's because I'm happy because the podcast has ended. <laughs> I got it out. Okay. Anyway, okay. so, um, yeah, please subscribe to, I think, to, to uh, Dog Brain videos on YouTube. And please follow our Instagram and answer our questions. And ho, 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 have a Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. For fuck's sake, why can't you get it right?